On today's show, manager Aaron Boone is very excited about the Yankees' 2023 rotation, as he should be. And we have quotes from him, and we'll talk about other stuff. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new to the show, I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and I've been hosting Locked On Yankees since 2018. I've been on this job almost as long as Aaron Boone, and we're going to be talking about Aaron Boone on today's show. What a segue. I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, and every other podcasting platform available. There are new ones being made every day. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Exciting. So it's a Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday the 13th, and uh, I'm doing a Friday the 13th themed show, and uh, it'll be interesting. I won't say too much about what it's going to be, but just think of Friday the 13th. Yeah, 12 movies. Some of them came out on Friday the 13th, and others did not. But the majority of them came out during the spring or the summer. Very rarely were there Friday the 13th that came out over the winter. So that'll give you a clue as to what I might be doing tomorrow. If you watch and listen to this show, you know what I like doing on certain days. So let's talk about the 2023 Yankees and Aaron Boone and how he's excited about the rotation and uh, how he thinks it could be the best that he's had during his Yankees tenure. I tend to agree. I spoke about this on the Zip show yesterday, and I spoke about it when they got Rodone. This is a solid rotation with a one-two of Garrett Cole and Rodone, and then you have Nestor Cortez, and then you have, if healthy, Luis Severino, and you have Frankie Montas, and you have Domingo Herman as the sixth man. You have Clark Schmidt in there, too, that could possibly make a start if you need him to. I mean, you know, yeah, things are looking good. Boone said, on paper, certainly it's the best rotation since I've been here, the potential is there for them to be really special if we can keep them all healthy <laughs> and making 20, 30, 30 plus starts. We feel like we've got a chance to have something really special. I agree, sir. Cole was 13 and 8 with a 3.50 ERA in 2022. His ERA plus was 111. Rodone was 14 and 8 with a 288 ERA. With a 140 ERA plus, as we all know, Garrett Cole gave up a lot of home runs last year. Maybe that had to do with all the weird balls that were at Yankee Stadium, and maybe um, his home run total might calm down, maybe. So Rodon received the six-year deal from the Yankees, $162 million in December. Remember when everyone thought Aaron Judge was going to be the only move the Yankees made? And Hal was like, uh, no, we're going to bolster the rotation. Uh-huh. And that's what they did. Rodone said about that 
I think that's one of the things where you can get distracted. It's not, oh, look what we can be, because who cares what we did last year? In the moment, we do. But in about 77 days, until we throw that first pitch here in 2023, nobody's really going to care. So, yes, as I said, next three spots in the rotation. Severino, although I said Cortez, Severino, Montas in that order. Um, Because I think after what Nestor Cortez did in 2022... He deserves to at least be in the third slot after Cole and Rodon. I mean, honestly, I kept saying it all last year that Cortez was the ace of the Yankees, at least in 2022. I know record-wise, Cole was good, but there were certain aspects, and, you know, the strikeouts were really high. Nestor doesn't have that, but I felt more comfortable watching Nestor Cortez pitch than I did Garrett Cole because I felt like Garrett Cole could give up a three-run home run at any moment, and sometimes he did. So Severino was 7-3 with a 3.18 ERA. He had an ERA plus of 123. Nestor Cortez was 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA. He had a 159 ERA plus. Frankie Montas, 5-12 with a 4 5 ERA in 2022 with a 94 ERA plus. Now, he was not healthy. Maybe he'll be healthy in 2023. That would be helpful, but that's a pretty strong five right there. Boone also said about his starting rotation, in a perfect world, you'd love to get 160, 180, 200 innings out of your five guys. When that's happening, when your starting pitchers are consistently going out there and getting you through the middle innings, it just sets you up so well. That serves the bullpen well. That allows bullpen guys to be in roles that they should be in and not picking up slack. Actually, you know what? (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about this, It would really be great if the rotation can do what we would like them to do in 2023 so we don't have to depend on Boone making bullpen moves, like too many bullpen moves, because we've seen what happens when Boone makes too many bullpen moves. And when he's forced to make certain moves and they're just not good, they're just not good. Now, as I said, you also have Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt. Boone said he envisions Herman and Schmidt as the sixth and seventh starters, potentially beginning the year as relievers or maybe as depth with AAA. You never know. Then again, you never know what's going to happen in spring training. At its best, you go in hoping that all these guys can look up and see some of the most innings they've ever pitched in their careers. I think they're all in a position to potentially do that. I might just keep my hands crossed the whole episode. If you're not watching on YouTube, I have my fingers crossed. I might just do what I did on nine innings from ground zero and cross all my fingers. Just, yeah, because we need these guys to be healthy. But I agree with Boone. You know, having a rotation like that, making sure they're healthy, and having them pitch into the sixth, possibly the seventh, inning and not kill the bullpen would be great. Now, it would also help if Boone didn't take guys out too early. See, he tends to have that problem. Either he takes someone out too early or he doesn't take them out soon enough. And I would like for it to be where he could figure this out by now because uh, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. This is the sixth season, Aaron. Can we get this together? Because this is a really great rotation and we need them. Yes. We need them. 
we just need them. So, yeah, I'm as excited as Boone is. I'm just slightly worried about how he's going to do things because, as we've seen, you know, Aaron Boone doesn't make the best decisions in game during the playoffs. So, yeah, I would like for the starters to make it so he doesn't have to make so many decisions. That would be great. In a moment, we're going to talk about spring training because that's coming soon. And um, some rumors going around about guys who are possibly switching allegiances in New York. <gasps> but first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news. And also analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to basketball to hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. Now, the Yankees are leading the odds in the AL East to win the division. The Astros are favored to win the AL pennant, but the Yankees are right behind them. And then the World Series odds. The Astros and the Mets are one and two, but the Yankees are number three. Now, as I joked yesterday, I'm not sure if that was before Correa went to the Twins or after, so we'll see how those lines change. BetOnline.net is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Spring training is coming. Are we excited? I'm excited. It's just over a month away, which is crazy to think about because we always complain about how long the offseason feels, but right now... It's flying by. Although, in some ways, it feels like Judge and Rodone were signed three months ago, and it was really only last month. So <laughs> time time is crazy, isn't it? So the Yankees report to camp, pitchers and catchers, February 16th, and then everyone else, February 20th. And it was announced that the Yankees and Nats are going to be playing an exhibition game, March 28th, down in Washington, D.C., which is pretty exciting because I think we're going to do a crossover with Locked On Nationals. And actually, you can look forward to a lot of crossovers this season because with this new schedule and with all the teams that the Yankees will be playing, we're going to be exploring teams that we don't normally see every year. So, yeah, look for that in 2023. We're going to have a lot of crossovers. It's going to be fun. Because I like talking to the hosts of teams that we don't normally see. It's uh, it's kind of cool, actually, to uh, discuss teams that we don't really know about. You know, they're not really expecting much from the Nationals this year. But it'll still be interesting to talk to Ryan about the team and what they're doing and what he expects from them this season. Now, I teased just before my bet online read that Zach Britton is the one I was teasing about. The Mets are among teams to have shown interest in Zach Britton. He had his all-time great closer year in Baltimore with Buck Showalter managing, and he also has a close relationship with new Mets coach Dom Cheedy. Although we also know that Britton had his best year closing with Buck Showalter, and then Buck Showalter left him in the bullpen during the wild card game. 
We're still talking about that. It's almost seven years later. <laughs> no offense to Buck Showalter, but that was a blunder. Um, and then speaking of the Mets, the whole Carlos Correa, Correa thing. I didn't get to talk about this on yesterday's show. Like, I didn't really get in depth in it, into it because I didn't really know what to say. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I've been a baseball fan for f- over 40 years. And, you know, not that I paid attention to free agency that much when I was a kid, but free agency was different back then. You had guys who were signing 10-year contracts that were only like $15 million. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like now where guys are making more than $15 million in one season. Um, so it wasn't like I paid that much attention to free agency when I was younger. But I can't recall a time where a guy was nearly signed by one team, gets stolen from one team, and then the team that he was on <laughs> that previous season is like, all right, we'll take him. We'll, we'll take him back. We'll, come back to us. You know, I don't understand after all the issues that the Giants first had and then the Mets had with Correa's physical and his medicals that the Twins were just like, yeah, he passed the physicals. Great. It's fine. Cool. I made a joke that maybe the twins hired Dr. Spotchman from 30 Rock. <laughs> and that was a big joke going on uh, Twitter. The other day, people were putting a lot of fake TV doctors as the doctor that did Correa's physical. I mean, good luck to him in Minnesota. I hope he stays healthy. I hope that he proves every everyone wrong. You know, people were putting up fake x-ray pictures, joking about how his ankle is made out of pretzel and, you know... Um, Oh, what was the other joke? You know the joke about three little people in a trench coat? It was like his knee is three pretzels in a trench coat, I think someone made a joke about. Um, or his leg is three pretzels in a trench coat. It's just a very strange situation, the Correa thing. And, um, you know, now that he passed the physical... He's going to officially be with the Twins. But before he passed that physical, I joked, you know, who's going to be the fourth team that's going to try and get Carlos Correa? You know, why not do an every other week, like an every other week thing? He just signs with a new team and see how many teams he can sign with or have it so he signs with a new team every week and whoever he ends up with at the start of spring training is who he plays with in 2023. But the Twins stepped up and said, we'll take you, Carlos. We'll take you. I just thought it was really strange. I just thought that was really, really, really odd. I don't know. Let me know in the comments on YouTube and let me know on Twitter what you think of the situation. Because it's just, as I said, not that I paid that much attention to free agency when I was a kid, but I did pay attention to free agency once I got older. And I don't recall ever seeing anything like this. It's really, really, really strange. (laughs) Like I just, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even describe what's going on. So in a moment, we're going to talk about more baseball news. Not that there's a lot of news going on, but it's something I discussed on last week's show. And now another team is rumored to be possibly interested in this person. And we're going to talk about it in a moment. But first... So as I spoke about on last week's show... The Pirates are asking too much for Brian Reynolds, and the Yankees aren't going to do it. 
other teams might, and one other team that might do it is the Texas Rangers. John Morosi of MLB.com reported yesterday on Hot Stove that the Rangers are a serious suitor for Brian Reynolds. Um, the Yankees are still involved, but Morosi said that Texas has an advantage over the Yankees because of their high upside pitching prospects. The Rangers have three top 100 prospects. They have Jack Leiter, Owen White, and Brock Porter. The Yankees do not have a pitcher in the current top 100. So the Pirates want from the Yankees Volpe or Peraza plus someone like Dominguez. I feel like that's too much, mainly because the Pirates had the nerve to offer Brian Reynolds a six-year, $75 million contract. If you're offering him a $6 million, $6 million, six-year, $75 million contract, why on earth would the Yankees be giving you their top prospects for someone you don't deem worthy of more money than that? And I know some people are going to say, well, that's a good contract. Not compared to what other guys were getting. <laughs> the contracts have been out of control this offseason. Reynolds batted 283, 368, 492 in the past two seasons with 51 home runs. He registered 11 outs above average as a center fielder in 2021. But for some reason... That number fell to minus seven this past season. So the defense is eh. But he's a switch hitter. He is plus speed. He has arm strength. So if you put him in left field, he could be okay. And he's under club control for three more seasons. If they weren't asking for so much, the Yankees would do it in a millisecond. They need a left fielder. I mean, they could put, they could put Oswaldo Cabrera out there. I said that very strange, didn't I? Because I didn't want to confuse him with Oswald Peraza. You don't want to trot Aaron Hicks out there. You really don't. I feel like Aaron Hicks needs to be a last resort. Brian Reynolds would be great. But they're asking for too much. And if the Rangers want to give him, or give him, give them three top pitching prospects for him, go right ahead. But the Yankees should not be giving up someone like Volpe or Peraza plus a Dominguez. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then today, a report came out that the Pirates are looking for a Soto-like deal for Reynolds. And of course, people are joking. <laughs> Which Soto do they mean? <laughs> Certainly, though, they don't mean Juan Soto, do they? <laughs> <laughs> John Heyman seemed to confirm today, Thursday, that opposing teams have balked at the Pirates' asking price for Brian Reynolds, which is potentially hurting their odds of moving the 27-year-old, which is what I've been saying. It's true. Oh, excuse me. The Pirates reportedly sought a package of four top prospects from the Yankees. I'm sorry, I thought it was only three. They wanted four. And they still offered this guy six years, $75 million. No. No. But I was right. They did say at least two of the three. So they wanted a combo of Volpe, Dominguez, and Peraza. 
So they wanted two out of three of them. No. Ridiculous. I think it's going to be funny if Brian Reynolds ends up staying with the Pirates after all this hubbub. And the other teams are like, no, we're not going to give up that much for him. Actually, I kind of hope the... Now I hope the Rangers stand pat. Make nutting spend money. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm sick of these guys crying poverty. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. MLB announced another year of profits over $10 billion. There is no reason for these guys to not spend money on their teams. Now, I don't expect the Pirates to go out and spend like Steve Cohen is spending, and I said this last week as well. But you gotta spend something. You can't keep going to other teams and expecting them to help you when you're not going to do anything to help your team contend in any way, shape, or form. It's not fair to the fans of your team. And why do these guys want to help you out when you're not going to spend any money? It's crazy. No MLB owner should ever act like they're poor. And these guys constantly do that. Why would you want to root for a team that's not going to spend any money? And make it so you have something to watch. You know, there might be years where we think to ourselves, yeah, the Yankees are definitely not winning the World Series, but they're not they're also not going to be under 500. You're going to see a number of wins from these guys. And yeah, it's disappointing when they lose in the playoffs, they get swept in the ALCS, they lose in the division series, they're embarrassed in the wild card game, but at least they have a chance to do all that. How many times in the last 44 years have the Pirates had a chance to do stuff like that? Can you count it on one hand? Can you count it on three fingers? (laughs) So, yeah, I hope that the rest of the teams in baseball are just basically like no to the Pirates. We're not giving you that much. You need to figure your stuff out. Although part of me also hopes the Pirates cave and only accept maybe one good prospect from the Yankees. (laughs) And then the Yankees can get Reynolds. Because again, I'd much rather have Reynolds in left field. Like the whole switch hitting aspect. He could do better in left field. Plus speed. The whole speed thing is good too. He's only 27. Maybe it'll get to that point. Because I know... Cashman and Boone were both saying things about, yeah, we're probably done. There isn't really much going on in the market, especially for left field, or they might have to wait till the trade deadline. But let's see what happens. Maybe other teams don't go after Reynolds. Maybe they also put their foot down and say, no, we're not going to give you that much. And maybe the Yankees can swoop in and get him. That would be a nice pre-spring training present for all of us, wouldn't it? So to recap, Aaron Boone is very excited about the rotation. So am I. Spring training starting soon. Carlos Correa's saga seemingly over. He's with the twins. He's healthy. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I just did air quotes. And the Pirates are asking too much for Brian Reynolds. I talked about this in depth the other day, but I still think they're asking for too much. And I'm hoping that every other team says no. And then the Yankees somehow swoop in and get him anyway to play left field, because that would be that'd be fantastic. I think that'd be really good. 
So that is it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to this show on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, it's Friday the 13th. What does that have to do with the Yankees? Well, listen or watch to find out. Also, make sure you listen to Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And as I say nearly every time I talk about Lindsey, he loves Oswaldo Cabrera. So enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.